Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 22 of Spy Family. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So once again, we're sort of focusing on Fiona and her experience, largely in relation to how she relates to Twilight. You know, understandably, she's still sort of hung up on this whole, she's not a part of this make-believe family mission. But I guess in a way that could be considered worse, she sees him as growing soft because... Well, because of the mission, and that, you know, if he's going to grow soft with somebody, it might as well be her. And, you know, there's something to be said about that, you know. I, I mean, it's hard to say, like, from where we sit as an audience, you know, we can say with a fair degree of certainty that Yor is highly capable in her own right. So the upshot of this episode is that we're finally getting into that mission Twilight here is going to have with Fiona. And I guess the idea here is that there's a guy who's an art collector. But presumably, you know, he's going to be some sort of recluse. So in order to get close to him, they're going to have to do something somewhat underhanded, go undercover, something like that. It's also interesting that they're sort of going in on this mission essentially on a maybe. You know, there was an old general who originally owned this painting. Now the painting belongs to someone else. And there may have been, you know, a dossier or something hidden in the painting. Everything about this really seems kind of infirm. You know, I mean, obviously, Fiona says they've got a reliable source, so, you know, take that for what you will, but, I mean, there's no guarantee that the dossier is going to be 
hidden in the painting. You know, to me, it almost smacks a little bit of uh, that Nicolas Cage movie, National Treasure, where there's, you know, a treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence, so they need to steal that and find stuff and all that. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm sort of of two minds about this little arc here, because on the one hand, it leads to some very interesting consequences in one of my favorite scenes, but on the other hand... That it essentially turns around into, like, illegal underground tennis. You know, obviously that's kind of out of left field here. Because, like, you know, tennis isn't illegal, but it's being treated as though it's sort of like an underground, you know, unlicensed illegal MMA or something like that. And, I don't know, like, it, it really does just feel like it's, a little too silly, you know? Like, if it were underground something or other, but not necessarily tennis, that would be one thing. If it were just tennis but not illicit and underground, that would be one thing. But it's the combination of everything that, like, it doesn't quite gel in my mind. You know, I don't hate it or anything, but just when I was reading the manga the first time around, I sort of had to... uh I kind of just had to, like, reread the first chapter of this sort of cluster again. You know, like, even Lloyd and Fiona are talking about, you know, why on earth is there an underground tennis club like this? And the answer is, well, we don't know. We just assume the guy really likes tennis. But another thing that's really interesting here is that the winner of this tennis tournament can pick a piece of art from the host's collection as their prize. So the idea here is they can essentially get the painting by being really good at tennis. But, you know, this wouldn't be the weird situation it is if there weren't some underhanded stuff going on, you know. Because it seems like these two guys are retired pros, but they look like they've just sort of been released from a rather dingy prison, given how tattered their clothes were. Now, it's rather unfortunate that Lloyd's really only experience with tennis was with his family, and he sort of did that in preparation for this. If there's going to be an illegal underground tennis tournament, surely the caliber of player is going to be, uh... Well, you know, better than average, I would think, so just a little bit of practice doesn't really seem to cut it in an instance like this. So everybody's sort of going into this with their own sort of goals here. You know, Fiona wants to impress Lloyd. Lloyd was told, you know, Fiona's getting a little ahead of herself, you know, keep an eye on her. There's all sorts of interesting competing interests going on here. Yeah, so here we go. These two guys, they were training up in the mountains in hopes of finding better opponents in tennis. Like, I can understand some people like tennis, but I feel like they're taking it to a rather absurd extreme degree.
So, you know, for as little practice as he said he had, you know, merely dabbling a little bit, Lloyd, um, you know, he, I don't know what you would call it, like, he served and scored. I'd imagine that when you're a pretty decent tennis player, like, that's not something that happens all too often, but even more remarkable, he's sort of, like, pitted the fence. Alright, you know what? I know what this is kind of reminding me of. It almost reminds me of uh, one of those early episodes of Kill la Kill where there's uh, the tennis club captain. You know, there, there is a similar degree of absurdity, albeit kind of from a different angle. I mean, Kill la Kill was bizarre from the get-go, so tennis wasn't too out of place. In fact, it was probably the most grounded element at the time. But... Spy Family's sort of approaching the same destination from the other side here. You know, like, I guess the tennis is fairly mundane, too, but that it's an underground illegal tennis tournament being attended by spies trying to prevent war from breaking out, you know, I'd say that makes it rather more interesting. Now, it is interesting how both Lloyd and Fiona have managed to beat, essentially, a pair of pros handily, you know, like it was an utter blowout. I mean, already there's some slight intimation that people are rigging the matches to bet on them and win and all that. You know, I'd imagine there hasn't been too much cheating so far, but... That's quickly going to become an element of this tennis tournament, I would imagine. I mean, you know, here we go. These two guys are juicing. I can't imagine that doing steroids would be all too helpful in the sport of tennis, but... Well, I don't know. I'm not exactly a star athlete myself. I've played a little bit of tennis, and I am passably decent, but... uh Wow, you know, if they just injected something into their arms that turned them into that, I can imagine it's not going to be very healthy in the long term. So meanwhile, back with Yor and Anya, it seems like Yor's not, uh, she's not in her right frame of mind here, you know. I guess she's still sort of dwelling on what Fiona had said before and the fact that she and Lloyd are playing tennis together. You know, surely there's going to be a little bit of doubt as to whether they're playing tennis or playing tennis. And I think that's about as clear as I can make it without getting explicit. You know, naturally... Yours none too happy about this state of affairs, but I don't know. Like yours earnest, but I don't think she has the skill set to sort out a personal misunderstanding like this without outside help. You know, I feel like Anya's gonna kinda have to surreptitiously guide her here by translating people's thoughts. I mean, she's already doing a little bit of that right now, you know, trying to be reassuring without giving it away.
So these guys, the Boric brothers, as it were, you know, I really have to wonder as to why precisely they decided this was a good idea. You know, if they've suddenly become, like, twice their size and it's all muscle, like, you know, normally to get a physique like that with, like, extreme muscle definition, you either have to be doing a lot of steroids or you have to be, like, really dehydrated. You know, I'm not exactly, uh, I'm not exactly endowed with a figure like a Greek statue, but I know a little bit about bodybuilding, and if you really want good muscle definition for things like a photo shoot or something like that, generally you get pretty dehydrated before, so, like, you know, the muscles really stand out. I mean, I recognize somewhat that there's a futility in what I'm saying. You know, I'm sort of like nitpicking what is a silly spy show, but... Like, I don't know. These guys are really something... It seems like the steroids have done more than, like, roid him out, you know? They they seem to have taken on a bit of a bellicose personality here. Not that they're actually, like, engaging in violence, but they're, they're certainly apt to run their mouths, and that's probably not for the best. I mean, just to drive the point home that Fiona's not playing around here, she not only beat them, presumably with considerable help from Lloyd, but, you know, it was another total blowout. And it seems like she really took the time to just bean them with the tennis ball. So, you know, for these guys who are saying, like, oh, we're not gonna cheat and rig the games, you know, it seems like that one guy was certainly trying to put his thumb on the scale. It just turns out that Lloyd and Fiona are so much better than even roided out super freaks like them that it really just doesn't matter. You know, this is progressing pretty quickly. I can't say I remember exactly what the pacing was like in the manga, but I mean, they're already in the finals. So, I have to wonder if my favorite scene will be in this episode. I mean, given the runtime, I doubt it. I feel like it's probably like a beginning and or middle, maybe even end of next episode, depending on how things go. But I must admit, I'm rather excited. So this is uh, this is a little bit of foreshadowing, I would think. You know, their next opponents don't seem to be too impressive. And Fiona's saying, like, oh, I'll beat them in seconds. You know, that she would be so overconfident. It seems to me that they're probably going to be much more competent all of a sudden in this last match. You know, for somebody who loves Lloyd so much, I feel like Fiona's being way too cold and distant, just sort of jerking her hand away like that. You know, I feel like a little, uh, 
A little hand-to-hand contact would be right up her alley, but... If her goal is truly seducing Lloyd, she's not doing a particularly good job of it, I would think. Now, on the other hand, she has seen the silver lining after all. You know, despite everything, Lloyd is concerned about her, if only for the sake of the mission. Oh, dear. So her internal monologue, she's just talking about how much she loves him, but, you know, it might be a bit of a reflex here to sort of take on, like, a stone-faced expression to not betray what she's feeling, but, you know, that sends entirely the wrong signals. Yeah, it seems like things are getting interesting. You know, other teams are trying to sabotage Lloyd and Fiona, and to do so, they seem to be gassing them a little bit, or putting some sort of agent through the ventilation system. Yeah, you know, it is unfortunate that there's no easy way out, so they just sort of have to uh, weather the storm, as it were. I mean, I guess the idea is they really can't blow their covers, so they sort of have to go along with this to a degree. You know, it is interesting that Fiona and Lloyd have essentially called themselves phonies with their pseudonyms. I mean, personally, I would think that's a little bit too on the nose. You know, you don't want to risk tipping people off that you are, in fact, a spy in disguise. I mean, far be it for me to advise, essentially, professional spies here. I don't know, I just think it's a bad idea to call attention to the fact that you may not be who you say you are. Yeah, so there we have it. It turns out these siblings here, they were just sort of pretending to be inept, presumably to have more fun. It's also interesting that they have motorized tennis rackets. In a weird sort of way, it almost reminds me of um, the chain swords from Warhammer 40,000. You know, it's essentially like a chainsaw in the shape of a sword. It's like the same sort of thing with, like, motors on the handle and all that. I mean, as silly as it is, it seems like their motorized tennis rackets are efficacious. You know, it might be the specialized equipment. It might also be the fact that Fiona's hand is still kind of like blistered and torn up. Now that's very interesting. You know, it would seem as though motorized tennis rackets aren't the only ace they have up their sleeve. They also have a tennis racket that sort of can extend like a whip. 
Now, not to nitpick, but I feel like that would be a rather hard thing to sort of, like, aim your shot with if you're extending the range like that. But, I mean, I don't know. I was never really super good at tennis anyhow, so I doubt I can really add much input. So this is a predicament indeed. You know... Lloyd and Fiona really have their work cut out for them. Perhaps it's all the previous matches wearing down on them. Perhaps it's these other guys are just really that good. But, you know, I think they might actually have to cheat if they want to come out on top here. So it seems like before, they were just sort of, um, maybe not giving it their all, but now that they know what they're dealing with, they can really try and work and fight back. I kind of have to wonder what precisely they're doing differently now. You know, that last shot there, it seems like Lloyd put a little bit of spin on it to sort of misdirect his opponent, but... You know, I don't know why they wouldn't necessarily do stuff like that in the first set. I mean, I, I guess it's an instance of you don't want to show all your tricks right away, but even so, you know, like putting spin on the ball, like that's um, not a pedestrian thing, but like it's certainly, certainly well within the reach of professional tennis players like this. So it is interesting that now, presumably for the first time, the tennis court has been demonstrated to have, for want of a better term, booby traps. So naturally, none of that really matters, because Lloyd is sort of unwittingly encouraging Fiona and her, uh, her love-struck tendencies...
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.